Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hey, hello, 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 and welcome to episode number 30 of the WP Builds Podcast. I'm David Wormsley from davidwormsley.com and... For the very first time ever, we don't have our main host, Nathan Wrigley, kicking us off with the news section. By the way, that's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web agency based in the north of England. So let me explain. I got a message from him last night saying he was in a bit of a fix and wouldn't have time to upload the podcast and add the news section. And could I help out? He's suddenly had to move house today. It's a really quite a sad story. Apparently, the owners came back unexpected. So Nathan and his family are presently pushing around Tesco supermarket trolleys full of carrier bags with their stuff all around Yorkshire, up and down the hills, as you can expect. It's quite, quite a difficult thing for them at the moment. But hopefully next week they will have crowbarred their way into another empty property and we'll, we'll be back to normal. Of course, I am kidding. They've had quite a serious property upgrade, and I'm sure many of you know how stressful that is. So he's just busy to do that, but fear not, he is in the rest of the episode. In fact, I'm not, because he pre-recorded an interview with Jack McConnell from Made With Fuel, which is a small micro-agency based in Bath in England. And Jack also creates some plugins. One that caught Nathan's eye was better notifications for WordPress. Now, I was traveling at the time in Thailand, couldn't get a proper connection, which is probably just as well I'm not on this one because I've just been looking up Jack's work and saw that he redesigned the Peter Gabriel website. And I'm a huge, huge Peter Gabriel fan. Love all of the early Genesis stuff. So it's a good job that they're talking about plugins and plugin business rather than me talking about Genesis music. So let me do what I'm here to do, which is give you a bit of news. And I'm not much of a reader, so I've just got three very basic articles here. The first one, an obvious one, is that WordPress got an update on June the 8th. So we are now on version 4.8, which is called Evans, named after the jazz pianist and composer William John, or Bill Evans. And there's a few things in here that kind of feel like they should have always been there. The first one is the new media widgets, which allows you to add images, videos, audio, and rich text to your widgets, which I've wanted for a long time. There's something called link boundaries, which I've really not tried out yet, but I think what that does is it makes it less fiddly when you want to change your links in your WordPress editor. It it, prevents you making mistakes that you could easily make before. And something which doesn't get talked about much, but Paul Lacey was on the show earlier, mentioned this, that it now in your dashboard, it tells you about local word counts, which are in your area. I'm not quite sure how that works, but that's there as well. Right. So the next item, and this one really is for us Beaver Builder fans. Last night, they released version 2.0 of the Beaver Builder plugin in its alpha version. So it's not out presently. It's just for alpha testing at the moment. So if you're a Beaver Builder user, you can go to your account and download that. It's not recommended that you put it on any live sites at the moment. Now, Nathan and I were really lucky because we had the guys on a few weeks ago and we asked whether we could give it a try and we did and we love it because it just kind of, 
it's an obvious movement. It looks more classy and modern, but it doesn't throw you out. It just feels like that's how Beaver Builder's always been. There's a few things that have been added which speed things up, like um, keyboard shortcuts, which will speed up work. You've also got a dark UI, if you like that kind of thing. So it's like kind of uh, Photoshop, where you can decide whether you want a dark or a light UI. And the toolbar just generally gives you quicker access to stuff. Now, I have set it up on a live demo site, so you can actually go and use this if you don't want to download it yourself. So I'll give you the link to that in the show notes, but it is at beta.beaverjunction.com. And there I've also added in some of the third-party plugins. So I've added PowerPack and Ultimate Add-ons for Beaver Builder, and they seem to work really well as they are, but I do know that Pune from PowerPack certainly has got an alpha version of their plugin that is supposed to match up well with the new version of 2.0 so you can test that out but as i say it seemed to work pretty well anyway finally one last item and uh, something i spotted over at wptavern.com and this was about unsplash and how they have been updating their licenses so these are one of these image libraries where people contribute their work and they're covered under a Creative Commons Zero license. There's a few of them out there. Pexels.com is another one. They've changed their license, which confused people, which is putting a restriction on using collections of their photos. Now, what I can understand really from the comments I've read through on this, and you probably want to check it out yourself, it's not going to affect us uh, individual web designers from using their photos freely as we want. I think what they're trying to stop is those really their competition taking all of their photos and put it under their name which i'm sure is kind of happening with one of my favorites actually uh, pixel bay where they can just grab the photos from any of them so it doesn't give them any hold over it so i think that's the only restriction on that but i spotted that and maybe it's just something you want to check out just to make sure that everything's all legit the the way that you're using unsplashed images and if you've not checked out unsplash you really ought to go and check them out so that's my news done it's about time I got off and let Nathan take over. I hope you enjoy the interview with Jack. It's quite a good one. I enjoyed it myself. I'll see you soon, hopefully, on the next episode. Bye-bye. Hello and welcome to the WP Builds podcast here yet again. Now, we're not joined this week uh, by David Wormsley because David is regrettably having some uh, Wi-Fi issues where he is in Thailand. He came on the line earlier and frankly, he sounded a bit like a Dalek. So today it's me, simply me, with, well, I've got Jack McConnell and I'm presuming, Jack, that I've said that right. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Well, Jack is from, well, he's got a couple of um, sort of personalities, if you like, on the internet. You may have heard of a plugin called Better, for, Better Notifications for WP, which we'll talk about extensively later. But he's also um, a solopreneur, sort of, um, you know, he has an, ag- an agency run by him. And again, he can talk a bit, bit more about that. But it's called Made by Fuel. And uh, yeah, I'll hand over to you, Jack, just for a few minutes. If you want to just introduce yourself and give us your backstory and tell us some things about yourself yeah sure um yeah so i'm jack mcconnell i i run made with fuel sorry that's all right um yeah um so maybe with fuel um like uh nathan just said it's um essentially it's a one-man micro agency um dealing with all things uh wordpress uh, specifically i build custom wordpress themes um for a living um and that exists in the spaces of just websites, uh, e-commerce sites using WooCommerce or use digital downloads and membership sites as well, mostly using Restrict Content Pro. 
So you've been doing this for how long? Um, I've been running my business six years, just over six years now. Did you fall into WordPress as your sort of initial offering or did you kind of work with CSS and HTML tables and all that and then kind of eventually find yourself in WordPress or is, is that where you began? Um, yeah, it was actually in HTML and CSS. So mm. I, I uh, when I was still at school, um, it was the year 2000 and I had like most people in the UK, I suppose, just a 56K dial-up modem. Yes. And um, I I liked retro games, like DOS games. And I made a website just talking about DOS games, Just uh, and they were really easy to get hold of. You know, a lot of them were like out of copyright and things like that because they're sort of old. And I made a website about it using just HTML and CSS and kind of teaching myself. And I was 13 at the time. Mm. And in the first year, obviously, people in the UK seemed to like that. And I provided uh, downloads of less than 100 kilobyte games, um, which was, you know, quite easy to do because they were all DOS. Um, but, yeah, in the first year, I had like 100,000 visitors. Oh, and... nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that was uh, my my. my... My kind of my start in web design, really, although there wasn't a lot of design to it. Um, but then actually that kind of disappeared after a few years and sort of, you know, going through, you know, the, the final stages of school. And then I actually tried out WordPress, I think, for the first time by installing it on a hacked Buffalo Link station, which was like an old external hard drive connected yep. via Ethernet. Yeah. Just because I was kind of messing around with stuff. And that was quite cool. And I think that was the Kubrick theme at the time. So this was quite yeah. a time ago. It must be about 2005, 2006. Sounds, like sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then eventually I kind of got into, like, IT, IT admin. I've always been kind of a computer, kind of techie kind of person. And then I had to start dealing with, like, websites. And I kind of started using WordPress a little bit again. Also used a bit of Squarespace in the interim as well, uh-huh. which is, you know, actually a pretty good system or at least it was and uh and yeah it kind of just re refound my passion for kind of making stuff and this time sort of taught myself a lot more about design and um kind of got up to speed on like php development and then eventually it was all you know uh html5 and css and sas and you know jquery and all that sort of stuff really yeah that's a really interesting story and it, actually it's funny that story is mirrored over and over again in the community that we have you know the the sort of child that was at school that enjoyed technology and potted about and found that they were interested in it and then somehow wordpress came along probably being the the behemoth that it is it, you know the leviathan the giant thing you just sort of stumble into it don't you and and yeah so my story is reasonably similar to that and, and i certainly know that a lot of us share that but a hundred thousand a hundred thousand visitors per year to a site at 13 now i could be wrong but i'm guessing you've probably struggled to replicate that that amount of visitors on subsequent you know things that you've done yeah absolutely i think you kind of you almost get scared as an adult to do anything and as a as a child especially when you're you know sort of living at home living with parents and stuff you there's no there's no problem with trying anything and you're mm-hmm. not you know you know you're doing it for fun so it was just um it, at the time it was all about like web rings like you know you you joined a web ring and then your your site was kind of listed somewhere kind yes. of like a directory and then you know and I was on like loads of those and I had little buttons and banners and things and people put them on their website and it's all just you know affiliating other people's websites with your own and you know you kind of giving something back as well as they giving to you and it seemed to work quite well. I think that's where all my traffic came from. I mean, this is, you know, predates Google Analytics by, you know, years. But, 
Um, I think it was all that really. And, um, and at the time it was, you know, that kind of gaming thing, you know, gaming on PCs was pretty, pretty decent by that time. So it was, I think I was just kind of at the right place at the right time for that kind of thing. And eventually I, I started listing games that were like 200 K because I got an upgrade to 64 (laughs) K over my 56 (laughs) K. I know, but it was broadband. Well, not broadband. It it just, it wasn't dial up anymore. It was like always on. It was cable internet. ADSL, I think it was called if I remember rightly. Yeah. So yeah, so that was awesome. And then that helped a bit more. And then, like I say, eventually it just kind of died off really as well. And there, there comes a point in that space or at least, you know, at that time where you can't offer downloads of you know a particular size or you start running into people want games that are still available or you know that you probably start getting into kind of copyright territory and that was kind of the limit of its of its remit really it's really interesting because that period of time i kind of think to myself as it, it a bit like the wild west of the internet where for every for every person that was looking for something, there was probably at that time either nothing or one or two things that tapped into that niche. Whereas nowadays, if you were to go to just about any niche, it's flooded. You know, the whole Internet is flooded with thousands of people trying to hit exactly the same thing. So you're 100,000 visitors. It kind of feels like that's an unrepeatable time, really. And you got in right at the beginning when anybody who wanted games would find your site. Um, And nowadays, there'd probably be, you know, a page of a thousand things listed at Google showing a thousand results for that kind of thing. That's really interesting. So fast forward... Um, we're now in 2017 and you run your made am I going to say this right is it made with fuel did I get that right right. yeah yeah you've got a a, a, uh, an agency which is you um, building themes for clients and so on and then um, perhaps if we start to talk about your plugin which is the reason I actually um, got in touch with you in the first place because it just it, it was something that I needed at the time as it turns out I didn't use it but um, you run a, a plugin which essentially offers the capability, well, it ups the capabilities of WordPress to send out notifications. And you've got a wonderful video on your website which explains it perfectly. It's about six minutes long, but nevertheless, for our audience, tell us tell us what your plugin actually achieves and what, what's its what's its purpose. Yeah, sure. So the idea is that the if you want to customize the email notifications that WordPress sends out, you install best notifications for WordPress and it replaces the email notification system within WordPress and allows you to edit the, well, more or less everything about, about those emails. So you can change the from and to, um, kind of addresses, um, you, well, the from name, the from email address, uh, the CC, BCC details of an email. Um, you can include short codes, which output bits of information like the post title, post content, stuff like that. And you can use them in the subject and the, the message body fields of the emails. And you can choose to send it to user roles, like everyone within a user role or just individual users or a combination of the two. And the it's taken a little while to get there, but it now does do that. It now um, replaces the, the notification system. So all the emails that WordPress sends out, you can now customize in better notifications for WordPress. And some of them are kind of really obscure things like um, you get an email when, um, you know, your WordPress site auto updates. So if you're going from 4.7.4 to 4.7.5, you get an email to say, you know, you've got, your site was updated usually overnight you know yeah and uh and you can customize that you know to include the information and also whether it was successful or it failed and 
there's also new notifications in there as well, such as, you know, uh, if, if for new categories, new post-published, new post-scheduled, all that kind of stuff as well. I genuinely have no idea. I mean, I realise that you get a, you know, a notification when somebody subscribes and all of these kind of things. And I, I, I now remember, yeah, absolutely. I get I get the 4.7.5 deluge of emails that come in overnight to say, your sites have all been updated. How many emails does WordPress actually send out in a default vanilla install of WordPress where everything was switched on and all the emails were as as they should be? What, what How many would it send out? What types of emails have you got apart from you know subscribing and so on and so forth yeah i should i feel like i should be able to give you yeah it's exactly 10 but yeah. i honestly can't remember yeah. <laughs> but um it's essentially when a new user registers they get an email and then the admin gets an email uh there's one for if they've changed their email that goes to the admin there's one that goes to them if they change their password or they've lost or forgotten their password um there's one for yeah um when WordPress auto updates, uh, new comments, when someone replies to a comment. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's kind of, I'm sure there's others in there as well. It, um, I'm just trying to think of them all. But yeah, they, that's just an idea of, of the ones that you get. Yeah, and there's no way of really getting at those, is there? You can't really sort of decide, oh, I'm going to alter the text for um, the, the auto update email and, and who it's going to go to. Um, so you come in with your plugin. Now, it's it's a very niche idea isn't it the idea that you would install a plugin in order to um, hijack these emails and create new ones very very niche and yet um, you've managed to you managed to do rather well with it you've got the free version in the wordpress repo which contains an awful lot of what you've been describing but then you've also got a sort of like premium add-on do you want to tell us um, well perhaps if you go through what your premium bits are as well that might be of interest to our, our listeners yeah sure so I've always tried to be quite um, careful about what I class as an add-on. So the way I class an add-on is it's a an additional piece of uh, functionality that will appeal to a subset of the users of the free core plugin. Um, and usually, if I think that this isn't a feature for everyone and that you know hardly anyone's going to use it or you know won't be that popular, then I'll consider making it an add-on yeah. and then making it premium as well. I have ideas for free add-ons as well, but so far I've just released kind of premium ones. Um, so, so the, you know, the, the first one I released was for custom fields, um, support for advanced custom fields within email notifications. And that does two things, essentially. Um, <clears throat> well, actually, does three things now. But the first thing is, is that you can trigger an email notification when a custom field has been updated which ah, is useful. That's uh, really useful, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be something as simple as just ticking a checkbox saying send out this notification, or it could be uh, ticking a checkbox saying this post has been updated, and that will trigger a notification once you sort of set that up. Mm. Or it could be that you've changed some text in there, you know, whatever your custom field might be. Ultimately, it just triggers when that changes. And then you can include the contents of those custom fields within the message body or subject of your notification as well. Um, and then it's been extended to uh, allow you to put in um, custom fields in a user's profile, which you can obviously put in with advanced custom fields as well. So it's quite nice, really. It's uh, it's, it's, it's quite useful. I mean, custom fields is is arguably one of the 
the first things you do when you start to customize a, a WordPress site along mm. with possibly custom post types. So mm. that's really good. And, and advanced custom fields um, was an easy choice because it's the most popular one. It's got over a million active installs. So you're already kind of um, branching out really into into that. Um, then I've got another one that's uh, it's called rather kind of complicatedly per post override but that's changing at the moment to just global override right and what that allows you to do is you've set up a notification that say runs you know send out this notification to all the i don't know subscribers when a new post is published but you want to public publish a a new post but you don't want that notification to go out just for this one so there's a separate meta box uh, underneath the publish button that allows you to just switch off a notification just for that particular post or page and then when you hit publish that notification won't go out for that because you told it not to so that's quite useful as well and at the moment i'm working on a an update to that where the logic is reversed so you have essentially uh, yeah. you have a notification that is disabled by default but yep. you can enable it on particular posts as opposed to the other way around as well so do, do those do those things run at the moment you click publish do these all happen or do they get queued and sort of periodically drip out if you've got thousands of subscribers say yeah at the moment they all get pushed out in one go mm. um there is a couple of there are a couple of things that come out in the last few years and from large sites using WordPress where they um, kind of buffer things out in some way and use kind of a, I know PHP doesn't have like threading, but it uses a threaded kind of approach to, you know, make sure that these things are running in the background and sending them out slowly as opposed mm. to hanging on that publish button. But actually I'm, I'm pretty happy with the uh, speed and reliability of the core plugin of, of notifications for WordPress. And I've had very few reports of problems, even with large sites with over a thousand users. Right. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So we've got yeah per post overrides. We've got the custom fields add-on, and then you've got two, three more which are available at the moment. What have we got? Conditional notifications add-on. What, what's the purpose of that one? Uh, yeah. So that basically says you're sending out a, a post, and you want to limit that notification to go out only when posts are sent in a particular category so if they're assigned to i don't know the advice category then you can set it up to say yeah only send this no new post notification if the post is assigned to the advice category mm -hmm. so it just allows you to uh kind of customize things depending on on different um different user groups or user roles or those kind of things kind of come in really handy for like membership sites you might have a particular category that's locked down to people of a, uh, a particular membership level, a paid membership level. And so you can set up a notification that only goes out to, for that category, you know, to that membership role. So it's it's kind of, um, I've tried to leave it as blank as possible and not be too prescriptive with the things that you can do with it. But it's quite powerful when you start, you know, really thinking about what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And also combining them as well, You're combining, you know, the custom fields add-on with the conditional notifications add-on, you can start to build up some really interesting kind of workflows of email notifications. Yeah, it, it really is interesting. Most of the stuff that I have built, either for me or for clients, there's not really a very large user base. And email isn't the kind of thing um, that they you know, rely on particularly, they, they use their regular email client, you know, Gmail or Outlook or whatever it might be to communicate with people. But I can well imagine coming up with a complicated workflow to keep in touch. And we, at the moment, when we um, produce a, a newsletter for each episode of this 
uh, podcast, there is a sort of manual process going on. And so it might be quite nice to explore these sort of add-ons that you've got, these five soon-to-be-six add-ons to see if that sort of stuff could be automated. Because that feels to me what it's really all about. It's about automating things which you uh, up until now thought were impossible with email, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially within the WordPress space. Um, I mean, there are other plugins out there that do email notifications, but yeah. I've always tried to. I've done a lot of research on them, and occasionally I'll, I'll spot something new, or I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go back to one that I looked at before to see if it's been updated. And I don't know if this is co- coincidence, but since sort of best notifications for WordPress has been kind of doing quite well, particularly within the last sort of year and a half. Um, all the other plugins seem to have just stopped updating. And I don't know if that's if there's a reason for that or if I've got anything to do with that or it's just coincidence, but that's uh, that's interesting in itself. So it kind of keeps it very easy for me when it comes to researching things because they actually haven't changed all that much or, or if at all. Um, but I've always wanted to just make sure they've been really easy to use. Um, I, I've always gone on the, you know, the, the thought sort of that uh, the WordPress is essentially is very easy. It's got a very low barrier of entry mm. um, to get kind of started. You know, lots of web hosts have a one click, you know, WordPress install button, you know, in their control panel. And they they could, you know, any WordPress site could be used by anyone at any particular skill level and at any you know, doing it for any particular reason, whether it's a, you know, a fertile photo journal of, you know, their pet tortoise or running a membership site with a million visits a, a year or something. Um, it could be it could be used by anybody. And if you want to customize your email notifications, again, that is something that is reasonably simple an idea and something you might think, yeah, I'd, I'd really like it if this looked a bit better. These look very like they've just been churned out by a content management system. I'd like to be able to customize this. So, they should be it should be easy for people to use the plugin should be easy for anyone of any skill level to to use and understand and it requires a bit of a knowledge of using and operating the wordpress admin but i think that's that's a fair uh, you know kind of request for any plugin really yeah so um so yeah i've always tried to make sure they're easy to use and and they and it works really really well and some of the research i did kind of in in building this and sort of developing it over the last few years was that a lot of other ones, they weren't easy to use or there was very little support that went with it in terms of getting in touch with the plugin author or um, trying to work out how to do something. It was just very convoluted. So my approach has always been make it easy to use, make it work really well. The thing that I often get from clients when it's about their emails going out, now this may be sort of transactional emails like you're dealing with primarily, but also sales-related emails, is they want them to look attractive. You know, they don't just want text. They want a nice header image with their logo on it, and they want, you know, their branding at the bottom, and they want images thrown here, there, and everywhere, and shiny buttons and all of that kind of thing. Does your plugin tackle any of that stuff, or are we are we firmly stuck in the what is becoming slowly but surely a bit of a tired WYSIWYG editor yeah it, I mean it does use the WYSIWYG editor mm. so you, and, it, and it does make sure that you can put in images and things like that um, I think the reason why a lot of these systems have always used um, just well essentially rich text as opposed to yeah. um, HTML and emails is that um, email apps are mostly unreliable or yeah. have been you know to yeah. date are unreliable so you never know I mean I don't know if it's changed I haven't used it for years but 
outlook was always notorious you know for these things if you go online and you research um you know how do i make an email newsletter it always gives you all these things you need to do for like outlook or mm. you know all these little hints and tips for for other things i suppose that's no different from developing a website you know you've got to make sure that your website works for browsers and you have to put in you know prefixed kind of css and things like that for all the various browsers out mm. there but um it's i i think cms is always taking that kind of um this has to work for everyone and you never know what they're going to be using. And this is web software, not email software kind of approach. So mm. they've always been quite cautious. WordPress itself, some of the notifications that I wanted to replace don't actually have HTML. Uh, you can't even change them to HTML. They're right. stuck in rich text. So mm. the developer that I work with on the plugin has actually submitted like call patches and stuff. Can we fix this? Can we do this? Can we do that? Um, can we change it so we can get the header information out, that kind of thing? And uh, some of it's been successful, other, other not so much, and it's sort of in the queue. And if anyone's ever looked at WordPress track, then they'll know that some of these things, even though they are problems, they go untouched for six, seven, eight, nine years. Yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, so it's, it, I, I have no idea if those are, those are things that are going to get fixed or not. But, um, you know, I'm hoping that I hoping that they do, but for now it's just the WYSIWYG editor. Mm. Um, and yeah, like I say, you can switch when you're putting in a WYSIWYG editor, you can switch off the images, uh, you know, the uh, add new image or add media button, mm. uh, and that's in there, so you can use that. But theming, uh, theming emails is definitely on my radar. I have a huge roadmap of things that I want to do, and theming has been on there for a while. But actually, I always try and go by what you know, my, my users and my customers kind of want, and I've never, I've never been asked about it. Yeah. Uh, it's not, interesting, not, not isn't memory. it? I think it's probably something that people like me just obsess about because, well, we spend our lives, don't we, worrying about the way things look. And then you see professional looking emails arriving in from this, that, and the other web shop. And it kind of makes you think, oh, I've just received a, a you know, something from WordPress and it, it's just text. And I often think, ah, the scope there, isn't there? Um, things like headers and footers, essentially, you know, just a bit of branding at the top and a bit of branding at the bottom always always does wonders. And sort of encapsulating it so that it's held within a 600 pixel wide, um, I don't know, um, border, if you like, with shading on either side. I've, I've always found those kind of emails quite attractive. And actually, funnily enough, yesterday, for the first time in what probably two years maybe i opened up active campaign and started to fiddle with their editor and i was really quite surprised with how easy it was and how effective it was um and sent a few things to myself to to see what it looked like and and yeah i i, I think that would be good but if obviously if wordpress is the is the thing which is stopping you you're, you're gonna have to wait until all that's patched up aren't you yeah i suppose so i suppose that it just it there's a requirement somewhere even if just very small for something like i don't know you, you've just kind of given the idea, but like Beaver Builder for emails. Yeah, there's a thought. Yeah, Beaver Themer. Yeah, yeah, theming your emails with Beaver Builder. Do you know what? There's probably something in that. I bet, I bet there's a way of doing it. But you might yeah, end up... You I'm going to go away and copyright that right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Beaveremails.com. Um, so how, how on earth did you um, decide? Because as we said a, a little while ago, it is a really slim little niche. And to take a punt on a tiny little niche is, is you know, you're going to invest a lot of time, could be days, could be weeks, could be months. How on earth did you decide, OK, yeah, this is what I'm going to spend my time doing as opposed to the other big projects? Why, why notifications from, from WordPress? 
Yeah, sure. So originally, um, I was working on a, a client site. It was like a little internal project management system using WordPress. Um, the front end was all built with Bootstrap. Everything was done on the front end. But um, essentially, they needed notifications to kind of email notifications specifically to kind of trigger like back office kind of admin. And they had this uh, this system where you had a project and you had posts that went in that project. And they didn't need a custom post out for it. They weren't going to do anything bloggy. So we just used the categories and post kind of default setup that WordPress came with. So essentially, when they created a new project, which is a category, they needed a notification, an email notification to go out and say, um, this this project is being set up. And then that would trigger something for them to, you know, the admin staff to kind of do stuff. So that that was the need really that was that was what started it and obviously wordpress didn't have that i couldn't find other plugins that did that specifically because well i guess categories aren't that useful unless you've got posts in them yes so uh, <laughs> so yeah just to get a notification that a new categories categories being created is is probably not that not that useful <laughs> i actually don't know if anyone uses that functionality in better notifications for wordpress i don't have kind of analytics on anything like that but i'd be interested to know if they do um but then there was other stuff like yeah new post published post updated that kind of thing and um post scheduled and uh and yeah and, and i like i said i sort of i had a look around i uh, i did quite a lot of research i mean almost too much research really uh, i i probably didn't need to do that much just to kind of do something but i i decided that like well like a lot of developers do i'd uh, i'd make my own <laughs> so um I, I partnered with a, a friend of mine and we uh, we spent a weekend just kind of creating um a beta version of it and released it into the wordpress um plugin repo um, it was completely different to how it looks now. So now we kind of use the notification, uh, sorry, the uh, the custom post type kind of system within WordPress. Yep. When you do add new, you're essentially creating a, a notification, which is a you know a, a post within a post type. Yeah. Um, but at the time, it was just kind of two setting screens where it dumped uh, all of the email notifications that we want to support at the time. That was about six or seven or something. You got a subject line. You got a message body. No WYSIWYG editor. Uh, you got to customize those emails however you wanted, and hit save at the bottom. And then on the other screen, there was like a tick box matrix um, where you had user roles um, okay. across the top, and then you had the posts. Uh, sorry, the notifications that you just edited down like one side, and you just tick the tick box to say, yeah, I want the new post notification to go to these user roles, and and that was it. And it actually worked really well but it was more of a like a php hacky implementation mm. of a wordpress plugin rather than a wordpress plugin but i uh it actually i mean this was 2013 so it's quite a few years ago now but um early 2013 but it, it received like a thousand downloads in the first year and some really positive feedback and at the time that was enough for me to think i uh i quite i quite I think this has got legs. I think I might do something with this. And I quite, I've got this kind of roadmap because I've done so much research on the thing. So, um, you know, let's sort of continue it. And um, my friend couldn't at that point dedicate that much time to it. So it kind of sat dormant for like the best part of a year, really. Right. Um, whilst I looked for a, another developer. But I've, I've always been really keen to do it. And uh, just because I think it's got this sort of potential and, you know, no one seemed to be doing the things that I wanted to be doing with it. Mm. Um, so anyway, I eventually found a developer to work with uh, on it, and we we created the first um, kind of non-beta version, released it, and that was really that went really really well. And then we've just been developing it ever since, really. And that was late, um, I think that was late 2014. I think right. we basically had to rewrite everything from scratch. So did so, your did your premium bits 
get bolted in after a long period of time in the WP repo um, where it gained its first thousand or two thousand or whatever it may have been did the did you always have in mind that there would be premium bits added in or was that just oh this is actually taking off let's add some premium stuff on top yeah well I already had the idea of um, I always had the idea of premium add-ons I, I always like that model as opposed to a pro model um, a pro and a light version kind of model yep. and I, I yeah i always, always kind of had that as an idea but i i didn't i didn't really know at all when i thought that might start happening when do i start you know developing um add-ons for it and stop or not stop but kind of you know cut down on the uh, on the free kind of development and actually it the decision was almost made for me in that um a user of the plugin with some extra budget wanted to help fund development of a custom add-on and it was going to be one great big thing and we ended up splitting it up into two and that's what became the custom fields add-on and the per post override add-on right um and he he's very he was very happy to uh canadian chat really nice he was uh, really happy to um you know make sure that i could release them you know and i think all he wanted really was his first year free <laughs> for yeah, his license that's nice and it was really good yeah and where well, he paid for a bit of development i paid um i think most of it um over 50 percent of the of the development and yeah it, it sort of it forced me to sort of do it really and to think about it and i very quickly i had to sort of write the documentation for that and write the documentation for the rest of the plugin because that was growing at the time and put together a website for it and you know a way of selling those add-ons and all of that so it was kind of all hands on deck really for about three months over the course of um sort of summer 2015 is when i sort of did the first one right and uh, and yeah and i've sort of been doing that and growing those and iterating on them with updates and and kind of developing uh, my roadmap towards more uh, add-ons ever since really yeah so i'm, I'm looking at the add-ons the the premium add-ons now and we should probably say that the you know the, the regular wordpress repo version does an awful lot um and we've got these five possibly six in the future add-ons and I, you can see the prices in my case they're priced in british pounds but they they sort of start at 29 pounds at less oh no they don't they start at 14 pounds and then mm -hmm. they go right up to 39 i think is the most expensive one so you've got potential to to buy five of these to sort of bolt on top of the free version so are they are they a one-time fee do you go down that route or are you uh, an annual subscription for each of these how, how does that all work yeah sure so when i started um it was a yeah when you buy it then um it, it, it you're I would ask that you would sort of automatically renew, um, or sorry, not automatically renew, but you would you would renew your license every year because yep. then you get continued updates yep. and um, you know a priority support access access to priority support really, which is what I can offer for uh, add-ons, uh, and I respond a bit quicker than I can on WordPress.org because well they're paying customers, you know, mm, mm. so. Um, so I yeah so that that's how I used to it but in June last year I actually put in um, recurring payments so that that automatically renews um, every year so you don't have to worry about it so much and I've had a few kind of subscription cancellations in that time but most people have kept it and I think it it, it sounds like one of those things that's only useful to the person that's running that business so oh great I can see you know my revenue and I can see that. Um, I know that I'm going to get these people recurring and that's great. And it's like free money, that kind of thing. But, and and that, I suppose that's kind of true, but at the same time, it's, it's really useful for those customers as well, because they don't ever have to worry about doing that. It's one less thing they have to do every year. And, you know, if they run websites and especially if they're using websites that require you to, 
completely overhaul the email notification system in WordPress, then there are probably people that are going to have lots of plugins to renew every year. And mm. me, you know, giving them the ability to, you know, taking that pain away by just doing it automatically and also giving them a bit of a discount for, you know, saying thank you for that sort of renewal. Um, I think it's just it makes life a bit easier for them, really. Yeah. So I kind of see both sides. I, I think it's the I think it's the normal model now, isn't it? Is the recurring with a with a with a proportion off for the next year that you do. What What is your what is your reduction for the second, third, fourth and so on years? You know what? I can't remember. <laughs> but there's a reduction. You get a, you know, yeah, I mean, there's a not, reduction. Yeah. Um, You're going to go off and find it now, aren't you? <laughs> I am. Yeah. You know, it's funny because um, I only started selling the add ons in January of last year. Yeah. And the recurring payments thing kicked in at, uh, well, it will kick in at some point in the middle of June, I think. Oh, so it's soon. June. It's coming up. I see. So you haven't really yeah. been hit with this yet. No. And there's been a few um, manual license renewals but um not not that many so i'm interested to see the difference in in how the recurring uh, sort of recurring um subscriptions recurring revenue kind of um system will will work there but i think at that point i'll start to look at all of that and overhaul that and um I, it's funny it's, it's part of something that i want to investigate more of um things like coupons offering bigger discounts on coupons because mm. uh, if i'm perfectly honest with you and myself, I feel like I'm a little stingy at the moment with coupons. So things like you can get 10% off if you sign up for the mailing list and there's a banner that pops up if you're sort of a first time visitor to the site and things like that. So that's something, but it's nowhere near in line with what other WordPress plugins are currently doing. And that's interesting in itself because I, you know, if you've ever seen what Pippin Williamson has been talking about recently. Oh yeah. Really hiking the prices. Yeah. Hiking it, yeah, kind of is not removing that barrier of entry so much as it is, you know, trying to make sure that the people you get, you know, are better, I guess, you yes. know, uh, that, you know, that they um, that they care more about it. They see the value in what you're putting out there. And um, some of the things, what was I looking at the other day? Member Press. I was looking at Member Press mm. as well. Mm. And they've got a page in their footer that says uh, like Member Press coupon codes or something. And you click on it and it basically says, we don't really do coupon codes. We believe in our products and we stand by them. And, you know, um, we hope that for whatever it was, $249 or whatever, I honestly can't remember, a year, then you see that the value you get from that is is well worth it. So, you know, we, we don't do coupons. Um, and I thought that was really good. And I actually have a coupon codes page on my site, but it kind of just lists them. So instead of people searching for, you know, better notification for WordPress coupon codes in Google, they will hopefully appear on that page and they're already yes. on my site, um, which is quite useful. But it's interesting. I, I, I'm sort of in two minds on whether, you know, that's something that will disappear within the WordPress space or you'll have like flash sales as opposed to, um, you know, constant couponing all the time. So, I, yeah, I, I'm interested to see how that goes. But like I say, at the moment, compared to what everyone else is doing, I feel like I'm a little bit stingy. But I don't feel that it's impacted um, sales, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I would say quite a lot of my sales, most of my sales go through without the coupon at all. Yeah. And um, these are from new customers and there's a banner in orange, completely different color from the rest of the site at the top that says you get 10% off your site for the mailing list. It's no spam. You can only, you can unsubscribe immediately afterwards if you want to, mm. but you get 10% off and people, people don't 
either they don't notice it or they don't take it up or whatever. So I'm looking at it right now and it's fairly obvious. So yeah, yeah, if, if they're not noticing it, then <laughs> more for them. Yeah, it's a really difficult one, isn't it? Um, I think pricing is something that we just, we, we've ended up talking about an awful lot because who knows what the right structure is. You've got Pippin who's decided to charge more and have less customers, but ended up, I think, more... If not Eve breaking even, maybe even going a bit north of where he'd gone before with far fewer support tickets. So that's interesting. Or mm-hmm. do you, at the beginning of a project, um, you know, you're one year in, you're two years in, you're still trying to drum up support. Do you go bargain basement and try to get as many people on board as possible? I, I honestly don't know what the answer is, but I, I think I had a really interesting chat with um, Eric Ham. I don't know if you know him. He's the guy that um, is behind the dynamic um, website builder you know he's got um, all sorts of plugins for beaver builder now and genesis and so on and so forth he was mm-hmm. he's just over the last couple of days absolutely clamped down on all the affiliate coupon coding because he he's absolutely convinced that what happens is people see that there's a coupon code box on his price page and they immediately go to a new tab google the name of his plugin with the word coupon after it and then mm-hmm. they find a bunch of websites where they pretend to have coupons actually all that they've done is um hijacked your uh, interest in it and you know they've redirected you back to his website but they've installed a cookie with their affiliate link so he's he's decided no enough's enough i don't want to pay people who are basically abusing the system and i wrote mm-hmm. to him and i said would it would it would a better system be that at the point where you purchase you have an option to pick who gets your affiliate money. You know, in other words, let's say it was me. Um, I would appear in a list of, say, 50 or 100 people, and I could say, actually, it was Nathan Wrigley. He was the guy that got me to your page. Um, So I'll click, and he can have the affiliate link. Or nobody's going to get it. I don't want anybody to get this. And I'm I'm not sure that'll ever work, but it's a a thought, and and it requires a bit of honesty. But anyway, I've gone off on a bit of a rant there. Sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. You you are making uh, you know Pippin and that lot who made affiliate WP and you know affiliate Royale. They are um, now scratching their heads, thinking, "How do we do that?" Yes, because it's just it's essentially it's it, it is a kind of form of theft in a way. Because if you've been researching a plugin for a long time and you've you know you haven't got the cookie set up right, so maybe it's just the last one that overrides everything, um, and this site has put in nothing. They haven't nurtured you. They haven't in any way educated you. All they've done is max out Google's uh, search engine pages for coupons of everything, um, and yet they get paid for this. That's that's a broken system, and that shouldn't that really shouldn't be allowed to continue. But I digress. Mm. <laughs> Sorry about that. So um, if I was to buy one of your uh, add-ons would i um would i be allowed to use it on one site or a hundred sites mm-hmm. or two sites or how does that work yeah i actually have like four options really and a lot of sites just have three but i put in a fourth because i was interested to see how that would work but essentially it's a single site license uh, a two to five site license a 15 site license or an unlimited site license okay and a lot of them either have a 15 site license as their top kind of option or they don't have it and they have an unlimited site license as their top option. Mm. And I know there's that rule of three when, you know, choosing things. And I don't want to, the last thing I want to do is obviously when someone's trying to buy something is confuse them. But I thought I'd give them that extra option just to see what would happen. And I have had a sale of the um, unlimited site license and I've had a sale of the 15 site license as well. And I just thought it would be interesting to put that out there um, mm. 
I, I'm not sure how useful and limited site licenses are. It's almost like a it, it's like a sales thing, isn't it? Really, yes. I mean, you know, who's going to put them on a limited website? Yes, you know? it's just I can understand if someone has you know a particularly uh, small useful plugin that could be used on anything. I don't know, like reordering, you know posts in the back end or something like that i know there's loads of free plugins that do that but say you had like a really good one that was a premium one unlimited sites i could get that i can understand that i'm behind that but something like better notifications for wordpress you know 15 15 sites is quite a lot yes you it know, is yeah especially in that sort of you know that sort of space and you know what you might be using that plugin for and unlimited seems kind of crazy for that <laughs> do you know it could but, be interesting yeah. though couldn't it because you could become a bit of a habit it, it could become a bit of a habit once you've used it on let's say two or three it might become part of your core offering you know that we, we that's what we do now we just we just have these options for these you know these nicer um more branded more personalized emails and that's just what we want to give to our customers so yeah i i mean i can totally see why an agency might um might buy up an, an unlimited one but it also tells mm-hmm. you a bit about who your, your audience is as well doesn't it you know you've got if, if it's anything 15 if people are buying up to 15 it's definitely not an individual whereas if you're getting a string of sales for one license one license one license you know that you've got mass appeal with people who are just starting out for the very first time yeah absolutely and i would say that 90 to 95 percent of the sales that i've had since opening the add-on store have been single site licenses That's as well interesting yeah yeah well it gives you a lot of metrics about who's who's using it and 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 it it does feel to me like a plugin which really does tackle a, a pain point of somebody who potentially is new to WordPress, whereas an agency have probably got a way potentially around this, um, you know, without having to install a plugin. Um, that's really interesting. I've, I've enjoyed that chat very much. Do you want to do you want to talk about your the, the theme work that you do briefly? Tell us about how you've ended up sort of designing. I mean, is that what you do? Do you do completely bespoke brand new from the ground up themes for people that that come to your agency yeah i do um yeah basically i mean i if i gave myself a job title and it's always a bit difficult to do that when you you know you're just one person but i class myself as a web designer and front-end developer and last year it literally was 50 percent design 50 percent development Mm. is how i sort of split myself Mm. and and i love doing both i mean there's been weeks where i've just done code uh and then i get to switch and do design for a few weeks and that's fantastic yeah that is nice yeah yeah so that's that's really good but yeah essentially i i love making custom themes for a couple of reasons um they're usually a lot quicker um then you know then off the shelf things i know you can do things like optimizing and caching and you know um minification all that sort of stuff but i'm talking like the wordpress admin as well you know all of that there's there's less load everywhere um you there's a lot of themes out there at the moment which are trying to be all things to all people oh and, yeah and uh and i have no problem with that um i think that's that's great and that's certainly a sort of something that's appeared more and more and more within the last sort of one to two years really but you you can't you can't just it just it won't work for everybody you know Mm -hmm. okay you say you know i'm a construction company or i'm a bank or you know or uh, i want a photography website sometimes it's nice to have something that you know someone has taken the care and just focused in on your one thing and not just from an off-the-shelf sort of theme perspective um but also from a company that you've gone to and said look these are my specific goals the this is the things that i want to do with my website can you build me something that works just like that and making it truly bespoke to them 
uh, it's just a really nice feeling. You know, you're really kind of connected with your site and and with your business and that kind of thing. So I love that, and I love talking to clients and and kind of working with them on on those kinds of things, and then designing them and then building them. Uh, you know, using WordPress, using a custom theme that I've developed myself. You know, a starter theme essentially for, that I use for all my projects, and. Uh, and yeah, and that, like I say, that's the that's the majority of my work really. Mm. And and I work in those spaces of just just websites, um, all built using WordPress, but just kind of basic websites, um, e-commerce sites using WooCommerce or Easy Digital Downloads, and and membership sites usually using uh, Restrict Content Pro. Mm. I um, it's slightly contentious question, I suppose I'm going to ask now, especially given what you've just said. Do you think um, we'll be still talking about themes in five years' time? With the obviously for the last ten years, it's all been about the theme, but we seem to be heading in a direction where um, potentially the theme is becoming less and less significant. Things like you know page builders like Beaver Builder and Elementor and all these things are coming along. What's what's your thoughts on that? Do you think we'll be still banging on about the importance of themes in a, in a few short years? Yeah, no, it's a good question. It's actually something I've I've wrestled a little bit with myself um, the earlier part of this year because uh, and I've I've just started using Beaver Builder for for and in my projects. Um, I I think that they are not they're not pitted against each other really. They're mm. they're used in conjunction and, and you can use them harmoniously as well. You so, can, yeah. Um, I I love the thought that I can offer something that is more customizable um, than what. WordPress already provides. So the wonderful thing about WordPress is obviously you can edit all your content yourself, right, within the framework of the design. Mm. And Beaver Builder just extends on that. You know, if they want to put in a form somewhere, that's great. They can do that. If they want to put in, you know, uh, an image or a, a video or a block of text or whatever, they can do that. And you can style all that. You can set up all those modules, you know, with your styling and within the design of your of, of the site that you're building them and allow them to kind of go nuts. And if they need your help or, you know, you want to offer a service where you um, give them, I don't know, d- design help or, you know, work with them on that, you know, dragging and dropping them or even saying, look, you know, they come to you and say, I want a new about page. I want to include these things and you can build it super quick. Then that's a good thing. It's a good thing for the for the customer. And it's a good thing for you because it takes less time and you can fit more things in and you can still charge what you charge. You've just made life easier for yourself as well. I mean, do you really, really want to every single project continuously redesign or design, you know, how images look, you know, when they just have to be just kind of plonked on the page and the only difference that needs to be done is you know the the image size itself and how you kind of put that into your site so sometimes you know it takes out some of the pain of you doing things and whilst you know many people will say well you should be designing it differently every time yeah that's true but they they all share a common theme you're still putting an image in a website you're still putting a video in a website so yeah it just it just makes it easier for for both sides i think i think there's always going to be a market for people who want a ferrari and people who are quite happy with, you know, your Ford Focus, um, if you like. That was a really terrible uh, <laughs> illustration of what I was trying to say. But what I'm trying to say is that there's always going to be a market for somebody who absolutely r- requires from the ground up, rock solid, built just to do what we want with no extra styling, with no extra lines of code that's just going to be lightning fast. There's always going to be that. I guess in the future, it's just going to be maybe more difficult to find those clients, those enterprise level clients who are prepared to pay when 
the talk about the page builder is just seemingly getting louder and louder and louder. And, you know, from where I'm sitting, at least anyway, it sounds like everybody's sort of saying, yeah, but but we can do it easily now. Why do we want to pay for this theme or that theme or, you know, have something built? But only the future will tell, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think what it does do is, you know, for a lot of web designers, you know, the sort of sub thousand pounds kind of website a lot of people won't go near um, or, you know, the sub 500 pound website. And what it allows people to do is essentially uh, do that themselves within the WordPress space. And if they don't want to do that, there's always, like I said earlier, there's, yeah. there's things like Squarespace, Squarespace or, you know, or another sort of website builder as well. You know, this is just an option for, for WordPress. Mm. And, and, and it, if it allows people to get involved in WordPress, you know, as, as users of the software and the plugins and the ecosystem in general, then that's great. And that grows WordPress in in terms of that you know it powers more websites and i think that's only a good thing yeah. so it just it just lowers that barrier of entry again and and for a very small kind of outlay as well oh it's nice you've got a very um well-rounded thought process on that i think i think i'm entirely in agreement with you there's a market for both of them we'll just have to see how it all develops hey listen i'm hmm. on your website at the moment and i noticed that a few weeks ago you spoke at the uh, the word camp in bristol how, how did how did that go was that a, was that a thing that you normally do do you get up and speak in front of crowds often um no <laughs> um <laughs> actually i i've um there's not much of a wordpress community in in bath for some reason I, there is a meetup group um for wordpress um but it's got it's had like no no uh, events yet um but there is one in bristol that is really good really really popular i think they've just turned over like 400 members or something like that wow and i spoke good. at yeah it, no and they're, they're a really friendly bunch they're probably one of the most friendly meetup groups i've ever been to um and i spoke at that back in february march i think and that was good and that was a bit about my wordpress plugin it was it was um about running a wordpress plugin as a side business and kind of making business decisions over kind of you know uh, those impulse kind of decisions to oh, i could just sit down and code this kind of thing mm. um and then i delivered a a, a better essentially a, a lot better version of it at um at wordcamp bristol a couple of weeks ago um which was really good and yeah, it was it was really good. It was really good fun. I, I mean, WordCamp Bristol was certainly more the most people I've ever spoken to before um, in, in a room. Um, it was uh, it was a fantastic weekend. First WordCamp in Bristol. There's been like, as far as we're aware, anyway, no WordCamps in the southwest of the UK at all. Huh. So um, the fact that they they kind of did that was brilliant. And you know, Bristol's such a if you've been to the centre and everything, and it's it, wonderful. It, it's such a nice place. Mm. Yeah, and it's. I don't go enough. I mean, it's only 11 miles from Bath, but I don't go enough at all. And uh, it was brilliant. It was a really, really well-organized, fun weekend. Um, and I just hope they do more, you know, uh, year on year. I hope they do one, you know, every year or every two years or something. I hope that some of our the people that regularly listen to this get to this uh, sort of 50th minute odd because quite a few of them, I think, were there um certainly there were people who said that they were going to be in attendance and, and i think few a few of the people in in our little listenership were actually planning on meeting up uh sort of like a little wp builds meetup i don't know if it happened or not but we've got the likes of um dog bell chamber and paul lacy who i think didn't make it because he had to turn around because his daughter was sick i believe um but yeah th that'd be interesting it'd be interesting if you get some feedback about they oh yeah i remember you <laughs> i listened to you you were really good <laughs> you'll find out soon enough 
Um, as I said, because we're about 50 minutes in, I think if it's okay with you, we're going to probably wind it up. Otherwise, we'll end up being about two hours long with the news that we do at the beginning and everything. So, um, firstly, thank you so much for attending and giving us your thoughts on these wide and interesting subjects. Is there anything you want to uh, talk about, promote, plug, etc., just before we sign off? Oh, no, I think, I mean, I've rambled on about my WordPress plugin plenty. Good, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think one thing I'm trying to do with that is that it ticked over to 10,000 users some time ago. Nice. So if, if, yeah, which is great, I, and, I, and, I, and I, I love that, and I try and not let it kind of overwhelm me too much. You know, the, if you were to see 10,000 people in one place, that would oh, be a lot boy. of people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but which is, which is cool. But the way WordPress counts active installs is usually when you do like an update or something like that um for that plugin or you know it, the way it counts it is just to kind of pull your website when a certain thing happens and it's very um it's not very accurate but it's it does it in thousands at first so you've got hundreds of downloads then you've got thousands of downloads so 1000 2000 3000 and then when you get up to 10000 it starts counting them in 10000s ah. so you're not going to know for a been, while, are you? <laughs> no, I'm waiting. I'm sat on 10,000 thinking at some point it's going to take over to 20,000. When, when is that going to be? And the thing is, is that I my total download has gone up. It's now 111,000. And I just kind of thinking, oh, those ratios are starting to look a bit like worrying. It's sort of one in 10. And then it starts. At, it was one in eight at one point. Now it's sort of dropping to one in 10. But it's very difficult to know because there's this 10,000 mm. yep. uh, user weight. But I just, I don't know if I'll ever get this far, but when you get uh, to a million, it's one million, then it's two million, then it's three million. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so if... Uh, I suppose, not many, uh, not many scale that giddy height. No, I suppose if there was any ask at all, it would be to check it out and if you like it or give some feedback or leave a review or, or whatever, really, I'd just like to see it um, grow a bit more and uh, maybe take over to 20,000. I think that'd be really satisfying well i would ask that everybody you know if you've enjoyed the talk and you've enjoyed listening to us rabbiting on then yeah please go and do that help jack out go and check the plugin um i can't say that there's ten thousand people listening to this podcast you might get a trickle <laughs> you never know but yeah thanks so much for coming on what we always do at the end is fade in some cheesy music just to sort of give it a light a light feel at the end so the cheesy music i will now fade in um and i will say goodbye from me nathan wrigley at pictureandword.co.uk and uh, i guess jack if you want to say goodbye too yeah goodbye I'm jack mcconnell from made with fuel Okay, thanks guys, and we'll speak to you all next week. 